whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Brought to you by Rock Antenna, Germany's number one rock radio station. Welcome, Brand Smith from Shinedown, to our Rock Antenna interview. Thank you very much for your time. It's my absolute pleasure. Sorry it's been so long since we had an opportunity to chat. Oh, no problem. I really like it that we have the opportunity now. So let's uh, just start. Um, cool. A big thing now is uh, your song, A Symptom of a Being Human, because we're mm-hmm. playing it right now um, at Rock Antenna. Thank you. Um, and I have a lot of, I always ask the other people around me what they would like to hear from uh, the bands or what are their questions in their heads. And a lot of people ask, what is that symptom of a being human for, for you and uh, the song? A symptom of being human, the whole song is about understanding that as human beings, we're all connected. Um, this world can be a very interesting place to navigate and at times can be chaotic. Um, But the song is really about the fact that we're all a work in progress. You know, as you live your life, you're gonna have moments where you evolve. There's gonna be moments when your mindset changes, the way that you feel about yourself, the people around you, but that's why they call it a journey. That's that's what life is. Um, The reality though was, is the song was written in the midst of a pandemic. And at the time, it was early 2020 when that happened. And when the band and I were looking at each other and we were watching what was going on in the world, we just said, um, we knew people were afraid. We knew they were scared. We knew they were frustrated. They were angry. They were confused. All these different emotions that make up who we are as people. And we wanted to write a song to let people remember that we're all connected. I still believe that human beings, we are inherently good and we do want to take care of each other and we do want to see each other succeed and we do want to build each other up. That being said, you know, sometimes you have to fall into a hole in life to figure out how to get out of the hole. And so it's, you know, the mental side of the song is about trust the process of of just being in the moment and and looking at your life and zoom out don't be so like pigeonholed into one frame um because you're going to evolve as a person and it's acceptance it's also understanding that you're allowed to have as many human moments as you need um that's why it's a symptom of being human like embrace it don't be afraid of it yeah is it something for you that um is getting more attention nowadays and wasn't that important in earlier days? You know, I think more than anything, you know, one of the things is, you know, how we're connected right now through this device and how, you know, the internet can be such a magnificent tool and a great communicator, but it can also, I have a 16 year old son. And so I always remind him, I'm like, remember you're in control of the device. The device isn't in control of you. And yeah, kind of keeping that, I think that mainly what we've done and what we tried to convey is authenticity from the from the very, very beginning. You know, the one thing about this band and the one thing that Shinedown truly represents is, again, it's the human spirit. We talk about in our music, the situations that we've been in, the scenarios that we've been put in front of, 
the people and places that we meet uh, as we go through our journey as well. And we've always just been very much upfront. Uh, I mean, we're a band that's been talking about mental health for the better part of two decades. Um, and I'm very proud of what the last two decades has been for the band, but now it's about the next 20 years and beyond. So we're we're never trying to write the same song over and over again, and we try not to make the same record twice. So we're constantly evolving, and I think that maybe people are starting to notice that, but I give it to the fan base. I give it to the fan base that's been there from the beginning and the ones that are just now finding out who we are, because that's really what it's about. It's about growing the audience and bringing people together. That's, that's truly what we care about is just, our fan base has given us a platform to be ourselves um, because we want them to be themselves as well. And I think that if there's more of an more of an exposure on the band now to people, I think it's because the message is important of what Shinedown represents. And I, be, I just think that people agree with what we're trying to do and what we're trying to convey. That also that what you try to um, get to your fans over social media because you are a lot on social media for your band and always um, watching videos of them and so on and reacting to other stuff. But yeah. they're trying you, you a lot of, of uh, on social media and I think, isn't it too much so for yourself or is it like, no, I have to do this. I really have to connect with the fans via social media. I never have to do anything. I want to do it. Yeah. Like, um, you know, we just had recently, you know, we started the beginning of 2024 going back to 20 years that the band has been a band. And we just now got our first real authentic viral moment. You know, our girl, our, you know, one of our really, really, you know, huge fans, Lori, you know, just like kind of took, everybody's by surprise, you know, by just, she's amazing. And I just love the fact that, but again, that was a genuine viral moment, you know, and it like broadened the audience and more people were like, well, what is the song? And we love this lady. This is awesome. You know, but who's the band, you know, it's a big world. So, you know, there's 8 billion people on the planet and, you know, we want people to know who shine down is if they're into it. But I think with social media, You just have to listen to yourself. You know, you just have to time things a certain way. Sometimes there's a strategy. Sometimes it's very just natural and just happens. Um, you know, people can always find something to complain about online. We try to not do that. We try to build people up and show something that is uh, positive reinforcement is a big deal with us because we want to build people up, man. You know, we're trying to make sure that people have confidence. That's always been our approach to to anything. Social media is a tool, but it's also incredibly useful just gaining a new audience and letting the audience teach us things and share what we do with them. It's actually pretty rad. Nice. Um, the next question I have is, um, you have a pop version of uh, a symptom of a being human um, out yeah. last year. Um, why is that? Isn't the rock version good enough or what's the plan behind this pop version of the song? Um, that there is no instruction manual, that there are no rules, that, um, it's taken about 15 years since the album, the sound of madness, because you have to understand something. 
the first two albums, Leave a Whisper and Us, Us and Them, that, that was the beginning stage of the band. And then things changed. Um, I brought in with myself and Barry, we brought Zach Myers into the band and we brought Eric Bass into the band. And there were a lot of people that were like, I don't know if this band is going to survive. And it was the complete opposite of that. The band actually began to, because of Eric and Zach, the band actually began to thrive. And that was an element too, with the Sound of the Madness album, we were the first band outside of like, at that time frame. that was like 2007, 2008, when it was us, Green Day, and and Nickelback, I think, that we were the first bands to go from rock, mainstream rock, active rock, and even alternative, to cross formats over into pop and into like Hot AC and these kind of, uh, I guess you would say a bit more broader mainstream formats. So when that occurred, it really solidified the fact that we wanted to be taken seriously as a multi-format band. Meaning it's not just about one genre of music. Because to shine down, we don't look at rock and roll as like a genre of music. Rock and roll is a way of life. It's a spirit. Um, and, and that's what it should be about. You shouldn't necessarily have to be pigeonholed into one particular format or one style of music. Because we're, honestly, I mean, we're, we have such a vast palette in regards to songwriters, musicians, you know, all the way from Metallica to Prince. You know what I mean? So I don't think that bands should be, I don't think bands should be put in a box. So like my, my answer to the question is we did it because we could. <laughs> That's nice. And uh, are you working now on some new stuff? New, maybe crossing lines in other directions? But we're definitely going to cross the line. <laughs> we're, 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 uh, you know, That's what we love to do. Yeah, so we just kind of started working on what will potentially become Shinedown number eight. But I have to be honest with you. You know, a symptom of a symptom of being human is just starting to impact from a global standpoint. And honestly, I'm going to be straight up with you. You're the first interview that I've had about this song in regards to why it is so important for us to take this song globally, where it's not just about the United States. The song has been worked in North America for now 12 months, and it is an example of taking a song and from an organic standpoint, letting the audience grow, letting the awareness of the band grow, letting the song grow. But that has a lot to do with the Warner Music Group and Atlantic Records and Elektra and everybody that we're doing you know, with our, our label in the Warner Music Group abroad. So I feel so lucky being able to begin this journey with you and what Symptom is about to be doing from a global standpoint. So it's really just the beginning when it comes to this song. But obviously, yeah, we're working on new music, but uh, it's also inspiring to watch the catalog be introduced to a new group of people. Yeah, for sure. So your um, aim is that you more also growing worldwide as as a band um yeah so you you toured in america um in autumn with uh spirit box and papa roach um, and yeah. 
but you're not very often in Europe. <laughs> so well, that's here's here's the thing about that. That's not necessarily true. It's just been the case for like the last two years yeah, because, yeah. See, the, the thing is, when the pandemic hit. One of the biggest things that I tried to make sure early that people understood is everybody was like, what are we going to do? When it comes to the music industry, there's a huge brain trust of people, not just in America, globally. And that's the live touring industry. Like all of these engineers, these production managers, these assistants, pyrotechnics, audio, staging, lighting, trucks, buses, you know, just how that infrastructure is built when you're in a in an industry where you're touring for a living and you're presenting these shows. That all stopped. You know what I mean? Like it, it just there was no like ease into it. It was just like you can't do your job anymore. And so my whole thing was like every single day, how do we take care of our people right now? until we get out of this, until we can move forward from this. But also too, I knew specifically that the finances, when we did return to this industry, that it was going to be much different. I mean, to tour right now, trucks and buses alone, just in regards to any country, from 2019 to where we are now in 2024, the price difference that a touring act of any kind of music, of any genre, of any artist, is six times more expensive today than it was in 2019, just for the trucks and the buses. Yeah. So then you start to cap, you know, you start to break that down with all the infrastructure. What happens is it becomes very um you have to get really creative with how you tour if you don't have the the offset of the budget. So what happened with us was in 2000, I think it was 2022, we toured that summer um, in Europe and did a bunch of festivals. I know we did Rock and Rain, we did Rock and Park. And then yeah, we what is what is it the show at Rock and Park? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was that. And then that year, the back half of 2022, um, we played five arenas in the UK for the first time ever. We had played those buildings before, but never as a headliner. Mm. And so we literally sold out all five of those arenas, but we had a 25-day European tour that I'll just be very candid with you about it. Um, even to go bare bones to do that part of the tour, it was going to cost the band $2.2 million that we were going to be upside down. And I had to make a conscious decision of whether or not we could do that realistically, and we just couldn't. However, since that has occurred, we are also now, um, we are working with uh, our new international agent, um, which is Lucy Dickens, uh, with William Morris Endeavors, who's the head of Global. We have signed on with her. Um, here in the U.S., but she's now taking over everything that Shinedown is doing from a global standpoint. And when I tell you she is going to work, I mean, she is going to work. Ah, interesting. And, uh, yeah, so because this band is a global band. We know that we have fans that have waited forever to see us back in Europe, fans that have been waiting 12, 13 years to see us in Australia, South America, Asia, abroad in you know South Africa, like all of these elements from an international standpoint, we're working on it right now. So uh, we're coming for you. Just be patient. I, I take it forward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been waiting. And a lot of other 
people are waiting, I think. So, okay. Um, we want to make here's the thing: we we want to make it worth the wait. Yeah, uh, well, it will be. I think maybe with some some nice supports. Papa Road should be really nice again. Maybe on you want, for Europe. Bring Papa, you want to, would you would you like us to bring Papa Road? With us? Of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay, nice. Um, just one two questions. Um to get out um, easy on the interview. Um, you don't have to do a long answer, just answer the first that comes to your mind. Sure. So um, do you have a ritual before going on stage? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so everybody gets in a circle. Everybody gets um, a shot of something or a beer. And the shot can be a shot of water. It can be a soda or whatever it is. Everybody gets in the room. It's one hour before we hit the stage. Barry counts down three, two, one, and everyone screams at the top of their lungs, do, 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 all in one breath until you almost pass out. And then you cheers everybody um, and you say good show and you have to finish your drink. And unless you're in the band, you have to leave in five minutes and then the band is an hour out. So yes, our pre-show ritual is called doo-doo. And I know what that sounds like, but that's what it is. That's how it is. Um, also, another short question. Um, with who you would like to perform on stage one day that you haven't had on stage yet? A person. Brian Johnson. Okay. ACD, ACDC, hands down, Brian Johnson. <laughs> okay, and one last. Um, what was your favorite band when you were 15 years old? Soundgarden. Oh. Like still, still one of my favorite bands. Still one of my favorite bands um, ever. Um, you know, Chris Cornell taught me how to sing in a lot of ways, and I missed him very. I missed him very much. So thank you very much for the interview. Um, have a nice day, and goodbye. thank you. So later. Whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Subscribe to our channel for more rocking podcasts.